think we're on the path to the right future? I'm not certain. He's going to use the drones to take out the rocket. I can't stop it. There's been so much loss. So much death. Other people's lives aren't up to you. Their deaths aren't your fault. Humans, your pains fix you to moments in the past. I have one last surprise in store. Yes, he has one last surprise in store, right? That was Q. That was the Picard, the Picard. That was the Star Trek Picard season two finale trailer, to be specific, just for the finale. And yes, Q has one more surprise, doesn't he? What is the surprise? Is the surprise that Star Trek Picard is the most batshit crazy show ever produced, perhaps? But but welcome, welcome. This is Will. This is Sci-Fi Guy with... Star Trek Picard. Star Trek Picard. You're going to say it like you mean it, and we will. <laughs> and we're asking the question, is Star Trek Picard the most batshit crazy show ever produced? Now, well, I guess maybe to, you know, isolate and, you know, focus it more, is it the most batshit crazy Star Trek ever produced? I think that is. By, by all accounts, because let me, let me, um, before I continue, let me be very clear. And on the record, I have not seen all of Star Trek Picard. I've seen about seven, eight episodes of the first season. So yeah, I stopped around, I think it was seven. And then I saw most of eight. So you say, you know, at least seven episodes and, um, you know, I was, <laughs> I wasn't pleased. I will say that, but obviously not having watched the rest of the season and none of season two, I can't comment, you know, I can, I can certainly not say definitively and authoritatively, is it the most batshit crazy show ever produced or, you know, or the most batshit crazy Star Trek show. Um, so I'll definitely watch them. I can't wait, but I've been asking, I've been wondering about this. I've been asking friends who have seen all the episodes so far and we're looking forward to it. And, Pretty much across the board, they are saying it's the most batshit crazy show, or certainly the most, again, the most batshit crazy Star Trek show. Um, I guess before that, it was Enterprise, I guess, um, you know, but now it's definitely Picard. Of course, you know, Discovery, Strange New Worlds, you know, we've got the three newies, the three newbies. But in terms of um, Star Trek, of course, Picard is what? A sequel series. It's a, it's a next generation spin-off sequel i guess i guess a continuation would be the most proper way though some people call it just a reboot i guess a reimagination since you know it's next gen but not quite next generation but not really you know so as i said i have asked um many friends to come up with sort of you know reasons why they like or dislike or so forth and i asked my friend eddie stake I did a podcast um, on Eddie's brilliant commentaries, his brilliant and funny, hilarious commentaries he does on his YouTube channel. Check them out, Eddie Stake on YouTube. He's on Twitter as well. But I said, look, Eddie, can you can you bring you know something up good for tonight? I'm doing a podcast. I gave you the topic, and this is what Eddie said. Here we go. This is Eddie Stake on Star Trek Picard. Hey, this is Eddie Stake. Today's topic on the Sci-Fi Guy podcast is the bane of my existence, Star Trek Picard. Is it the most batshit crazy show ever produced? 
I think it's certainly in the running. It was just so erratic. It's riddled with plot holes, contradictions, and forgotten threads. Tries to make the Borg Queen sympathetic. (laughs) I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. But the worst thing about it is that it's a time travel story that lacks any attention to detail. So many questions are left unanswered. How does the timeline get messed up? I don't know. I really don't know. It's never explained. Why is Q doing the things he's doing? No clue. I watched all ten episodes. No idea. It's boring. And for characters who time travel, you'd think they would have some fish-out-out-of-water elements to it. But they don't. They fit right in with the past. Makes no sense. The themes are pointless. And it's just a mess. I thought season one was a disaster. But season two is just an absolute train wreck on every level. So is it the most batshit crazy show ever? I'd say yes. I vote yes. Oh, that is Eddie, Eddie, my buddy Eddie. I have to hold. I really was holding myself. He's great. He is funny. And and also, of course, he's informed. This is, you know, this is the difference between, I think, people, of course, going off, um, you know, the rails and ranting and, you know, this and that and not having really seen i haven't seen it so you know i'm not gonna i'm not going to bring any of my you know critiques and my blistering attacks because i can't i can't do it but eddie can and again you know to to put it very you know strongly here and emphatically eddie knows star trek he's one of the most knowledgeable people that i've ever met you know about star trek he just is and not only does he know it he loves it he loves the old series next generation Deep Space Nine Voyager. He loves them. Um, I, th- I think he loves Enterprise as well. I'll have to speak to the, you know, him about that personally. But he loves Star Trek. Okay, so this is coming from, you know, and like most fans, coming from a place of love, wanting Star Trek to prosper. I wrote for Next Generation. I wrote for Deep Space Nine. I pitched to Voyager. I love Star Trek as well, and I wanted to do well. But there seems to be a parting of the ways, and. Eddie is just one of many Trekkers that is saying, you know what, (laughs) you're not, you know, you're not coming up with it. You're not honoring Star Trek. Now, that said, of course, Star Trek Picard has season three coming up. We, you know, maybe it'll all come together. Maybe everything will be answered and all these story threads and, you know, Q is what, Q is dying or Q is sick or he's sick of dying or he's, you know, maybe everything will come together. But the basics is what? Let's, you know, let's talk about the characters. All right. So now nobody will dispute that a new show, you know, a sequel version, a continuation like like Picard, it needs a new direction, right? But, you know, this different. And even, you know, the the eight episodes or so that I saw was like, whoa, this is different. Um, some A critic had said, I, I think, something about uh, Logan, right, that uh, Picard, uh, Patrick Stewart had just come off Logan, I guess, when they were talking about a new, you know, Star Trek, and he kept refusing, I think, or the story goes, and then I guess they might have pitched it like Logan, you know, his his X Men movie, which is excellent, saying that it will be in that vibe, that that sort of flavor of uh, of Logan, which is an awesome movie, and the idea of an older character, the older version of a uh, Professor X, and here, of course, it would be the older version of. Uh, Jean-Luc Picard. So how true that is, it sounds pretty true to me. 
And so, you know, there you have it. I guess that's one of the reasons, because I know Patrick Stewart has a lot of, if not final say, I guess, on story breaks or, you know, the, the, the arcs of the seasons. Okay. But again, it, it, a new show does need a new direction, but this different, this unusual, or yes, even this batshit crazy. I mean, one thing, though, in defense of these newbies, at only about, you know, te- 10 episodes per season, they're not given enough time to say what, you know, Next Generation, back in the day. Next Generation was 26 episodes. You know, uh, next next gen, I believe, in season two had only twenty two episodes because of writer strike going on at the time. Okay, but you know, a full you know sixteen episode roster of development is missing for these characters. You know, now you say, well, do you need twenty two episodes? Twenty twenty six episodes. Um, it would be nice. You, you, certainly, it's great, and that's what traditionally Star Trek always had twenty two, twenty six. I think the first episode of Voyager, or rather the first season, I think had. 15 or so but but the bottom line is you know these these shows these new shows are much much less in episode count so there is that um you know it can never be a good thing right for actors trying to make audiences relate and to like their characters and know them um without you know as many episodes so we have that then we have patrick stewart's contract from all reports allowing him like full creative control or final say was this a good thing or is it just a fuck up? You know, can an actor even as well-versed and talented as Stuart really act as their own writer? You know, it, it, he knows the character, but it's, the, it's a clear conflict of interest. Wouldn't most people, you know, anybody, no matter how diplomatic you are and fair, want, wouldn't anyone want more screen time or more, you know, general focus if they acted as, you know, their own showrunner? Or certainly, you know, the, you know the, the final sort of green light and say is from what I've heard. If he doesn't like it, I guess they have to rewrite or, you know, go back to the drawing board. But are these writers getting marching orders from Stewart because of his, you know, starring in Logan as the broken down sort of old version of Professor X? And again, I I ask this, I don't know, you know, but this is what I've heard. So, all right. Then we have like sort of the new content bean counting, I call it. The the new sort of, you know, studio equation for the new, you know, content uh, production. Old fans will come back, right? We always know they do. You know, in Marvel, DC, Star Trek, Star Wars, they always kind of come back, of course. But the studio feels that we need to lure in and impress new fans. We need to gain gain the new ones because, you know, they never watched the old or classic or, you know, track. So let's, let's change it up. So, um... We'll make it interesting to them. We'll make it different. We'll make it weird, which can alienate the legacy, the classic old fans, and maybe learn some new. And so what's the balance? Hard, a hard balance. Okay. How about uh, this fails in logic for simple reasons? Okay. Maybe those potential new fans never watched the old ho- you know, show for a host of reasons. Nothing to do with the quality or the direction of the classic show. They just weren't fans. I mean, I have many people in my life that never were Star Trek fans and never will be. And I've tried to sit them down and say, will you watch? Can you watch? You know, and they won't. <laughs> or they tried to and they just didn't like it. And I, I did, you know, pick episodes like City on the Edge of Forever or Mirror Mirror, you know, the really good ones. Next Generation would be best of both worlds and such. And they, you know, some responded, but most were just like, eh, it's not my cup of tea. It's not my Earl Grey. So, you know, when you luring in new fans by not giving the new show any dependable or sensible base, you know, means maybe your writers are going batshit crazy. You know, they just basically formulate or write anything. And before you know it, people like me and, and say, Eddie, are recording podcasts on how fucked up it all is, you know. 
And again, you could say, well, this is their direction and their arc. And I respect that as a writer, I do. But where's the line from the old, the classic, the legacy to doing sequel, continuation, reboot, or reimagination, right? Where is that line? It's an important one to straddle. So, And this is, (laughs) to me, and I'm really saying this seriously, I, I truly am, with sort of jest, with some you know, um, humor certainly, which with, with some playfulness, but here's a theory. Um, is this a parody? And my subtitle is, is Picard of Mammoth Manure Misfire or is it a brilliantly disguised parody? Okay. Are we the victims of an elaborate practical joke? You know, it, is it all a great sci-fi secret parody that should have half us laughing like dopey fools? This may be the most sophisticated and expensive joke ever pulled on the public. Think about it, okay? Nearly everyone who watches this says it makes no sense. Isn't that what the best skits do? It's silly, you know, sort of nonsensical. They play with stuff we know and love and then make it silly and nonsensical and strange and fucked up, okay? Of course, even a great skit seems more logical and put together than than Picard or from what I'm appearing. You know, one of the, I think one of my favorites offhand is a classic Saturday Night Live sketch with Land Shark. Remember, you know, well, I don't know how many of you guys are out there remember, but I remember it first run. Chevy Chase pl- played the voice and in this huge, you know, costume <laughs> of a shark, and it would knock on the door and say, Candy Graham, Candy Graham, and the per- people would open and would it would kill them, bite them, because it was right around, the t- you know, the time of Jaws. So they were capitalizing that, and of course they couldn't, do a skit with a big, you know, ocean or pool too too expensive. So they had a land shark, and it's just silly. So you're taking something known and making it silly. Maybe that's what Star Trek Picard is doing. Is it all one big skit? Is it all one big April Fool's joke? One big scam? So we'll have to see in season three. We'll have to see in season three, and I hope it's great. I mean, I I do look forward to seeing all the you know the, the rest of the next Jenners come in. Lavar Burton, Michael Dorn. Kate's McFadden, you know, come join the fun. Come come join the party, you know, because I really think Picard needs it. It needs some fun. And you guys make it fun. I want to thank you guys for listening, as always. Keep the comments coming. We love to hear the feedback. We love to get the emails. And, you know, subscribe if you haven't yet. You can do the freebie, the free, or the $4.99. You get the exclusives. You get the paid people stuff. Either or. Have a go. Keep watching Picard. I know why I will. I got to catch up. Live long and prosper. We'll see you soon.